Hey, everybody. This is Joe from Second Place, and we are rocking another second podcast. We are ready to go. We're going to talk about the message from last week, a little bit of go first. We're in this first series. We're excited about it. I'm here with AP. And you guys know, like, we are, we care about you guys. We care about hearing from you and getting guys and gals on here that have a story to tell or or a thought or perspective. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to be on the podcast, definitely do it. Let, reach out to us. Let us know. Um, we can discuss a message or whatever's on your heart. And um, as always, if you're a new listener, you can definitely check out the website at secondplacechurch.com, all spelled out. And you can see all the fun things that are going on and even listen to a message or two before you uh, jump into the pool at the warehouse. There isn't really a pool there, but you know what I mean? It was kind of like a word picture. So, um, yeah, I'm here with AP, and we're going to dive in. What's up, AP? What's going on? We should totally build a pool, like, right next to the playground for natural discovery. That'd be, uh, that'd be sweet. We can just dig a hole, get down to the uh, the clay, and use yeah. that as the pool so we don't have to spend a lot of money on it, like your neighbor who built one himself. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I was just talking to a buddy of mine yesterday who has a pool um, right outside of his two-story house. And we were, I was talking about if anybody had ever jumped off the roof of his house into the pool. And he said negative on that. And I said, that's not really How deep is the pool? It's like a four-foot above-ground pool. I'm going to go ahead and say why no I know one has ever jumped into it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm an engineer. I do understand, you know, you gravity. You think it would end end not well? The uh, believe it. Don't ask why I know this, but the only way to survive that and not get seriously injured is to intentionally belly flop. Ooh, um, there's a guy who has the world record of di- diving. We put that in air quotes into a kiddie pool, and it's like twenty feet or something, and he just belly flops into a kiddie pool. Yeah, um, that's the only way to survive that. But I don't want to belly flop into something that sounds terrible. I, I don't either. The other thing that he said is that you you have to clear the wooden deck in order to get to the water, and it's a little bit of a. But I was like, yeah. Decks are usually like ten feet long at least, so yeah. uh, that, that sounds bad. Yeah, but so and Sarah was in the conversation, my wife. So she was like, "You need to stop talking about this. This is this is a dumb conversation." <laughs> You're so, only egging my you husband go. on. Please stop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So yeah, man. Um, all is well, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we're excited about like all the things that are going on, man. I'm, 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 I'm just amazed at all the things that are going on at Second Place, and the fact that, I mean, anything is possible, man. Just remember that. Just anything is possible. Yeah. And I'm definitely a living testimony of that, and I know you are too. And so. Yeah, it's exciting days these days. Spe- speaking of anything is possible, um, f- some of you know I, I tend to uh, frequent the uh, men's group with New Day Church. Um, and so I went there last night, and um, we, we met in like the, their new uh, office space that they have. And they were bringing in some uh, music equipment because they're going to start holding their practices there. And uh, Byron Cruz is walking up, so I got to hang out with him last night. Awesome. Yeah, for those Dude. of you that remember him, I, I freaking love that guy. You you talk about New Day Church on almost every single podcast. I'm going to throw out a suggestion. Uh-huh. 
let's have that pastor on the podcast. Dude, I can guarantee that Pastor Justin would love to come on this podcast. Seriously, man. Because yeah. you, you literally mention it in every podcast, and I think that that's something we should do. Uh, I don't doubt that, and that's a great idea. I will make sure to talk to him about it and see if uh, see if the stars align and we can get him to come on. Cause we can it, ask him. We can ask him like, like about his church, what he's like doing over there, rocking yeah. it out, making it happen. How much he pays you to mention him on the podcast? Those <laughs> types of things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Have you Have you ever met Pastor Justin? I have not. Okay. He was at. Um, What's the, what's would, the big church off 80? Family Justin, Harvest. I've met many Justins. Yeah. Yeah, he... Okay, yeah. He, he, was, he was like an associate pastor at Family Harvest for a long time, I think. Okay. But his parents actually have known me since I was born because uh, they all went to Christian Hills where I grew up. Nice. Yeah, yeah. His, his dad's one of the funniest human beings that I've ever met, but... Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely, so... Yeah. So let's let's get that let's get that arranged. And then the second thing is, what are you into, bro? What am I into? Oh my gosh! So funniest thing in the entire world. Um, I went to Orland Park Cyclery because I was building a, a bike for Kayla because uh, she said she wanted to go to the skate park. And I'm like, well, if you're gonna go to the skate park, you got to go on the right mode of transportation when we go there. So um, I found a uh, pretty sweet Verde on um, eBay. And I needed some other parts to finish it up. And I went over there, you know, support local. And uh, so it was kind of funny because the, the owner's, owner's wife was, was, like, attempting to help me. And I was like, yeah, I need a uh, 22 mil Spanish bottom bracket. And she's staring at me like I have, a, like, an eyeball right in the center of my forehead. And I'm like, you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. That's okay. And so um, the, the owner, Jim uh started helping me and sadly they didn't have them but they did have a bunch of other parts that i needed and um so when the his wife was ringing me up uh, she's like so you know what are you getting this stuff for i'm like oh, i'm building a building a bike she's like you can build bikes i'm like yeah like like my brain is like who can't build a bike um right. she's like we need we need summer help do you want do you want to like work here for fun on the side so um yeah i i i now am a bike mechanic uh one day a week at Orland Park Sackery. He does not pay me to say this, but I will gladly say it because Jim's such a great dude. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm into. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of cool to be able to say that you're a bike mechanic. Um, I never thought I'd be able to, but I'm kind of happy that I can because that's kind of awesome. That's so cool. So, like, what day of the week are you going to do it? Um, well, this uh, it, it kind of depends on the week because this up, typically Monday evenings. Uh, this upcoming Monday, I have an association meeting for the, you know, the association that my house is in. Um, okay. but so this Sunday I'm, I'm actually going to, or this week I'm going to be there on Sunday, but, uh, typically on Monday evenings, once That's I awesome. get off work, head over there, you know, build some bikes and stuff. Um, the, you know, it's funny. Y you wouldn't think it, but like that guy has some crazy stuff. Like he has a bike for sale right now. It's his orange specialized road bike. It's $4,000. The frame is made entirely out of carbon fiber. And so I, th I believe the bars are. And the rims are too. That's that is that is cool. <laughs> that that's cool, but an inappropriate use of money. I feel no, like. no, Joe. That is not an inappropriate use of money. You want to know what an inappropriate use of money is? Um, yeah. Kayla suggested I should I should do a triathlon because of the fact that I am pas so passionate about bikes and stuff, and I do enjoy running, but I'm about as buoyant as a brick. So you know, I I got to work on that part of me, but. Um, 
I was looking at um, specialized triathlon bikes, specifically for triathlons, nothing else. Those bikes from Specialized are $24,000. You can get a brand new crotch rocket that does 215 miles an hour for nine grand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that is a belligerent waste of money. I was, I was talking to somebody else last night who, whose brother does triathlons or something, and he was saying that the dude has three bikes. He said he spent sixty thousand dollars on his three triathlon bikes. This is this is a world that I'm not aware of, and it me and neither. It's very very odd. Like, but it, I I guess it makes sense when you're like that's your when profession. you look at it, you're like I don't, I don't get it. How is this possible? Like an aluminum frame bike, complete bike from Specialized. You're looking at right two grand. It's actually pretty reasonable. Twenty four thousand dollars for a piece of literally fabric that's been cured with an epoxy or i'm sorry polyethylene resin what that is just that is just insane so anyways that's what i'm into joe what are you into right now well i am into uh i am i have the run of the house right now my friend because sarah is in california for a leadership retreat and so i i'm in charge man and it's a very scary day but aren't uh, you kind of in charge like anyways yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that I'm I'm like, there's no there's no teamwork happening. Oh this yeah, this is I all gotcha. just a this is just a dad's in charge. Let's eat chocolate cake for dinner, <laughs> kind of. Seven Portillos so, and get the uh, chocolate cake shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Um, so we've got like right now, Lisi's been a little sick. We got one that's down, you know, not been feeling so well this week. Um, she's getting close to being over it though. Um, we got band practice happening tonight. So Mike and Jeremiah are up there and Noah is at a friend's house. So yeah, we're just, uh, we're just kind of cruising right along. We're going to, we're going to hit the ground running tomorrow and then we got the weekend and it's going to be good. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm into. Just kind of keeping it all together on this end while, while mom's away, which is, which is definitely, um, a lot of fun. So, yeah. You have an interesting view of what fun might be, but I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Man. Yes, That's good. this is true. This is true. Just like a $4,000 bike does not make sense to me. Bro. It may not make sense for someone to hang out at the house with the kids. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's cool. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's an interesting an interesting time because Lisi is is like in eighth grade and Noah's in high school and then the boys are in college so it's like we've got kind of like all the phases of life happening right now which is which is crazy and Mike graduates uh, next month which is crazy so wow yeah man are, like you say that but like are you old enough to have a child? I, graduated I from ob- college i obviously am man i mean yeah i'm we had them when uh sarah was like 10 and i was 12 so we're good oh that makes sense okay yeah no we're we're just uh yeah we are old enough man so crazy days good stuff but I, it was funny because like a, a few years well it's been probably at least five or six years ago i did the math and, I, and this is something i hadn't done after the kids were born as i like planned i, I played out okay so Mike is going to be in college starting in 2005, wait, 2015. 
Then Jeremiah jumps in for a couple years and overlaps. Then we have a break. Basically, we're going to have somebody in college for 12 straight years. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. More power that's, to you, man. That's crazy, man. That That's where that's why I'm not buying $4,000 bikes is because of that right there. I so. feel like there might be some other reasons behind that, but, like, I hear you. It's cool. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Um, there might be other reasons. Yeah. Like, you're not doing triathlons? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, Speaking I'm not, of triathlons and stuff, um, Jordan is alive. He made it. Yes, he made it. And he's back. Yep. And, and uh, you know, we were talking to him. What was that? That was the two days before he got to the to Yeah, the so last Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, so he he got there and didn't really know what would happen when he got there. But, man, he was introduced to the General Assembly, um, ended up getting, man, a conversation with many, many a representative, which is pretty amazing. So, um, overall, man, just an outstanding trek. And who knows what's going to come of it. We just don't really even know um, all the different, you know, ramifications of it. So we're going to see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's he did it, man. And, and that was that was a pretty amazing thing. He's alive and he's well and he's he's doing good. So, um, yeah. So we're in this. So maybe we transition to message stuff, huh? That sounds maybe, wonderful. And maybe what we can do is even have a follow up. Uh, to close the loop on Jordan, maybe we have a follow-up with Jordan that kind of talks through like how he's feeling now that it's been over for a few weeks, yeah. um, you know, and see what, see what he's got to say about it. And maybe some of the, some of the things that came out of it even, um, cause he just finished this about a week ago and, you know, give it a few more weeks and we might see some of the other like things kind of like pop that, that come from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that would be awesome. Yeah, that's a great idea. But shifting gears to the message, man, we're in this series called First. Um, it's kind of a, I don't know, like just felt led to go down this road of talking about we are second for a month, which is what we did five weeks, and then shifting gears right into um, this idea of first. And, and really, it's it's a can I can I tell you a secret? Um, I love secrets. The reason is because if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to tell you what the reasoning is behind this, this series. And it's actually, um, uh, you know, the, the, the series is called first and we're talking about, um, be first, uh, go first, give first and worship first. But, uh, I'll tell you a secret about what this series is really about. You would think it's about priorities. You think about, Oh, well I should do that first. I should do that first. It's not about it's it is about priorities, but it's about something else. And it's about something that I've never said from the stage, but it's what it's about. Are you ready? I hope so, because I like it when you uh, touch on, you know, touchy subjects. Well, I don't know if it's touchy, but this okay. is something that I'm not going to say on a Sunday or on a Saturday night. So you're only going to hear this on the podcast. OK, it, this whole series is about the spirit of hesitation. It's about this idea of why is it that we don't do what we really, maybe even truly down deep inside, we really want to do. Yeah. But for whatever reason, we hesitate. And when it's when it's we're surrounded by um, productivity and achievement and status 
and attaboys and affirmation and all that other stuff. We want to do, 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 do to produce. We hesitate to slow down and be. When we are like, you know, trying to take steps of faith, we wait and we hesitate because we want the perfect conditions. We want God to like triple, like confirm it um, and make sure that there's other people taking steps of faith and that everything is perfect before we do it. And we hesitate. And so those are the two first two weeks kind of encapsulated. But um, that's what this series is about. And this past week was about this idea of go first and really got at the idea of, you know what, conditions are never going to be perfect and you're never going to have necessarily, you're not going to necessarily have someone right next to you jumping in. And so um, we looked at Peter and we looked at Jesus and we, we tried to just kind of connect the dots with all that and say like, hey, we're going to learn how and when to take bold steps of faith and instead of waiting for the perfect conditions or for someone else to jump, we're going to go first. Um, and we even talked a little bit about failure and about the idea that bottom line is when Peter steps out of the boat, he, a lot of people would say he failed because he sank and he doubted and all that. But what we tried to reframe that as, is he learned and he learned what it was to doubt and he learned what it was to sink and to take his eyes off Jesus and learned exactly what he needed to do and, and act when he, he stepped forward and preached and 3000 people got saved. What a transformation, man. Yeah. Uh, between the Peter in the boat or out of the boat, I guess you could say, and Peter out in front of these people. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of been what it's all about, you know? And, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear like what your initial thought was. I know this one didn't necessarily like hit it out of the park for you, but you know, I know you've got some applicable, applicable things to bring to the table. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, you know, it's a weird thing. Cause I, I think that the subject hits me hard. Um, because I don't know, maybe it's just cause I was exhausted this week, but, um, hey man, that definitely affects your frame of mind for sure. Dude. Amen to that. Um, this week though, um, I definitely resonate with that subject so much because it was ingrained into my brain growing up. Life's a destination, not a journey. When I was little, I was taught, uh, you know, go to school, get a degree, get a job. Well, okay, what do I do after that? Or, um, you know, when I was going through a divorce, I was told, uh, no, now is the time to work. Just go work. Well, when, when is there time to be happy? Well, don't worry about that. Just go to work and get your job done. Hmm, mm -hmm. that's, that's stupid advice. Um, or, uh, I mean, and because of comments like that, you know, when I was in college, oh, well, I, j I just, you know, I just need to get, get through my bachelor's and everything will be okay. Then I'll get a job. And, and then, you know, the monotony of life was there. Yeah. And then I decided to get my master's. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to make it through this. It'll be okay. And you're excited at first. Uh, but then when I was working on my master's with one, all the divorce stuff happened and then it just became into like, okay, I'm just going to survive this and hopefully get on the other end. And then um, I need to sell my house. I just need to make it through this and things will be okay. Uh, that wasn't the case, sadly. Um, but my whole entire life, it's just like, okay, I need to get to the next point and then, and then everything will be okay. And I just keep reaching these destinations and I'm like, when, when does life start kicking in and turn into life? 
Um, right. Right. One big thing, I, I was at my buddy Brandon's bachelor party. He's actually going to be in town, and I'm, uh, a bunch of us are going to dinner with him tomorrow. And so um, I was he when he was in town for his bachelor party. He was out in California. Um, I was hanging out with his uh, with his dad. Um, we were actually at some like super sweet nightclub. It was literally the top floor of a of a skyscraper in Chicago. And uh, Brandon's brother knows the owner of the place, so you know he was like super cool, let us in for free. Um, but I was hanging out with his dad there and and, and talking about stuff because his dad knows all about my endeavors. We'll say, yeah. And uh, he was asking me about Kayla, and he's like, you know, it. Now this is this is Brandon's dad, the father of the soon to be groom um he was asking me about kayla and i was telling him all about her and he's like so like why haven't you proposed yet and i'm like i i I don't have any money dude he's like don't let that stop you but brandon's wedding was in about a month and a half from them and he goes um the next time i see you you will have proposed to her like like it, it, it was like you know less less of like an agreement more of like no you're gonna you're gonna do that Oh no, you will. Like you will do this. Don't don't let the money hold you back. You'll figure it out. Wow. And I'm not gonna lie, I have a bunch of debt and I'm a lot of it's some of it's my fault, a lot of it is still left over from paying off divorce stuff, but yeah. um he's like, Don't don't let it hold you back. Just do it. Yeah. You know? He's like you'll you'll figure it out. Even if it takes a while, you'll figure it out, dude. You know, don't don't wait. Until you have the perfect opportunity. You know what you want. Go get it. Yeah. And so, so I actually proposed in California the day before their wedding. And uh, I saw his dad like an hour and a half after that. And he's like, yeah, good boy. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it was super That's funny. So awesome. But, you know, that was, one of, that was honestly one of the few times in my life where I didn't view it as a destination. But I viewed it as this is going to be a really exciting part of the journey. And, I mean, like, even when I go to work, like, sometimes I'll just, I do my job no matter what. But sometimes I'll be at work and I'm like, wow, I'm not in the mood to do my job. You know, five o'clock can't come soon enough. Again, right. it's a destination. That's, uh, yeah, not not good. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's interesting that something that comes to mind as you're talking is that, you know, when God speaks to us in, in, in that, that, I use that term, really loosely like when when we feel that nudge when we feel like we're supposed to make something happen or we're supposed to to take a step of faith and we're we're we even hear it from somebody like this guy's dad you know brandon's dad says that to you it puts that thought in your mind then you choose to maybe make a move in that direction by going and making that happen it opens up like whole new worlds whole new chapters of our life yeah. That if we don't choose to step over that, that we don't ever actually experience anything that that new chapter. And we stay in that old chapter where the, the story might have been told. It might have been, you know, like it's over. Like we know how this goes. We know what's going on here. We know what this chapter is all about. Why aren't we moving out of this chapter into the new one? And I think what you're kind of hitting on with this whole story is that that really is what that does. It open up, opens up all kinds of like new things. Like now you're talking about a wedding and now you're talking about, you know, and if, and yeah, she could have said no. Yeah. She could have said no. And Hey, that's a whole nother chapter. Right. I mean, and, and it might've been just fine that way too. And it would have been a different conversation and a different journey. But I think what's really cool about it is 
we, we think that we need someone else to go. We need the perfect conditions to go. But we're so afraid. And, and we're actually limiting and we're, we're like reducing our experience in this life by choosing not to go. And, and I, I definitely qualified and said like, hey, you don't just go because you, you think you should go. Like you, you have to have wisdom and you have to, you have to be and understand who you are and, and understand what, who God is in your life. But, you know, really the essence was like this, man, this is like a new day, man. This is a whole new a whole new world. Exactly. So yeah, I feel like that's that's a part of the message that I I didn't say that I feel like is is definitely applicable to at least my life anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Complete complete side note. Uh, I I ju- I just want all of the listeners to know. Um, when I told Joe that I was going to propose, which Joe was honestly, you were one of like the five people that I actually knew, like few people I actually <laughs> knew I was going to do that. Yeah. Um, like including like most of my friends that were in California for the wedding. But I, I remember I was saying that I was going to propose the day before the wedding, which is like, right. Like we're going to land from the plane, stop at the hotel to drop off the luggage. Then, then I'm going to propose. And you go, well, what if, what if she says no? And I'm like, going to be an awkward weekend, man. <laughs> <laughs> So true. That, that was probably one of my favorite conversations I've ever had with you. But anyways, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I was thinking, well, maybe you ask, like, closer to the end of the trip, you know, so it's like, yeah, all right, well, no, good thing we're going home tomorrow. I, I got I to gotta show it off all weekend. Come on. Yeah, that's true. No, it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was So, uh, like, was what good. do you think? I mean, uh, when, you, when you've, uh, you know, one of the things I talked about was, like, pretending – and imagining like, oh man, it'd be great to do this someday. You know, it's kind of like that deferred hope yeah. um, really sickens our hearts, you know, because we were like, oh, well, you know, I can't wait. I've been planning on this and thinking about it for so long. And then, you know, like you just don't do it, you know, like you built this bike, but what if you just talked about building the bike, but never actually built it. And Kayla's like, Hey, let's go to the, to the park and maybe, uh, you know, like skate park and do this thing. And, you're like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I can't, that would be so cool if we did that. And you just never do it. Like, yeah. I feel like she'd punch you in the eye. Rightfully so. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that we do that though, don't we? I mean, don't we like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe we do and we don't want to talk about it, but it seems like. No, I'm not going to lie. It's the story of my life. Like one of the things that <laughs> I've always wanted to do is, uh, Kaylin is all about this. Like I want to have a, I've always wanted to have my own bike accessory company. Um, okay. maybe actual bike company. Not a lot of people realize like, um, making a bike frame is kind of a lucrative business in, in that, um, there's a lot of technology that goes into it in order to make it as strong as possible. It really is complicated to design your own frame and then find a shop that's actually, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's actually like reputable. Well, there's lots of reputable shops. One that's competent enough to actually perform the right weld procedures so that the first time you land, your head tube doesn't crack off, you know? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. f- find, finding the right tolerances to have the machine, the head tube, bottom bracket, mm-hmm. and the and a couple of other parts machined, and, and actually and actually done right. But if people um, don't know, if people don't know, AP is a mechanical engineer and has his master's degree. Just so we're all clear. Yeah, that's an astute observation, yeah. Um, yeah. 
So the point is, like, I've always wanted to start an accessories company where I make, like, stems, puddles, you know, uh, stuff like that, auxiliary parts that go that go on to um, freestyle and downhill BMX bikes. I've also always wanted to open my own skate park just because that'd be cool while owning a bike shop. So, like, my dream would be I have a skate park, and then there's a section that's going to be the machine shop where I can make all of my bike accessories and hopefully eventually start getting start making frames one day just because that'd be cool and then the actual like pro shop uh does include skateboards and stuff um Mm -hmm. but like have it three in one um so that you can um like let's say somebody comes in and they're riding and they fall and they taco a rim or something well i can say hey you know we got these loaner bikes take the loaner bike while i put on your new rim and or you know your new uh wheel and and whatnot, and, you know, make it kind of like a one-stop shop for everyone. So, uh, I have no idea where to begin in starting that, though. Yeah, I was about to say, like, what what stops you from just imagining and actually going for it? Uh, I have no money. Yeah, that'll be a good start. Yeah. So, but if you had if you had the money, what would you do? Um, honestly, I was originally going to be a carpenter, uh, so I could build the ramps myself. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd probably lay it out. Um, find the right warehouse space, preferably one that is somewhat on a major road. Um, mm. Build it myself and do it to it, man. Uh, it's hard to make a uh, skate park sustainable on a loan. Mm. Um, but, I mean, if I had the money, I would just build it out myself just so that the skate park's up and running. And then once that's up and running, uh, work on the pro shop and work on starting the actual bike company. It's interesting. There's no real indoor skate parks around here, are there? You, you, uh, you noticed that too, huh? They all went out of business. There was one. I'm not exaggerating. Five minutes from my house, um, Crush Skate Park. It was open for like five years, and the uh, the, the taxes in Cook County were too insane, and they couldn't keep up with it, and they had to close it. There was Scrap in Hoffman Estates that went closed sadly. Uh, there was. Uh, what's it called? The Bakery in downtown Chicago. That one was open only open for like three years. Brian Kajitsky, who's a local pro, owned it. Um, there's actually been a ton. Of, there's a few in Rockford, Illinois. There's been a ton of indoor skate parks in the area, but they've all gone out of business because the taxes in the state are too insane. It's, it's just not sustainable here. Well, the revenue model is not strong enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is just really thinking about the fact that, you know, sometimes it's not a money issue. It's a, it's a heart and mind issue. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, as I think about the listeners that are out there that are like skate parks, what's that? Like, what is, what is going through their head when they think about, you know, a step that they really feel like they should take, want to take or what have you. And really what is it that's holding them back? You know, and and there's a lot of times there's legitimate things and, and those are, that's, that's a timing thing. And I think that that's huge. You know, I mean, it, you know, you're, you're talking about this, this idea that you have, you know, there hasn't been one that's been successful, you know, that's probably a yellow flag for, for you to say, all right, well, even if I had the money, you know, how would I make it sustainable and not go down the same road that these other guys did? Dude, exactly. I think that, you know, just being able to say like, all right, I really feel like I'm supposed to do this. And so what is it that's holding me back and really identifying that and saying, all right, so like I was talking about naming your fear and trying to disarm it. And then what is your smallest, boldest step you can take 
to make that thing happen. And, you know, that's like, I think really digging down deep inside yourself and saying like, Hey, I know that this is supposed to happen. What's the smallest, boldest step that I could take. And, um, and hopefully if, if you're out there listening and you're like, man, I've, I've got this. I was just talking to somebody today. Um, she wants to be an author. She wants to, she's, she wants to write, um, books and, and kids books and even books for teenagers. And I was like, I don't know how to help you, but you know, I'm, I'm your biggest fan. I want to, I want to go to your book signing. I want to, I want to be able to say, I know you, that's kind of fun and kind of cool. And really kind of like just keeping the dream alive sometimes is what we need from somebody. You know, we need someone that believes in us enough to say like, you know what? The stars aren't aligning right now. We get that. Um, but let's not give up on the dream and let's not keep stop taking small, small steps towards that dream. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that that's what, honestly, that's what second place is all about. I mean, we're, we're a, a small church and we're, we're doing a lot of different things, but you know, we decided to go first on a lot of stuff and, you know, we'll, we'll throw down in a warehouse and we'll, you know, give a shot at provision lab. And now we're, you know, we've got, you know, Jordan standing in front of the Illinois general assembly talking, you know, being talked about in his trip. And we've got, you know, natural discovery where, you know, little kids are, are finding Jesus literally and, and, you know, praying and learning about him and all that. And, you know, this is all the stuff that doesn't happen. All these chapters open up because we decided to do it. And it's not like, Oh, look at us. How awesome we are. It's like, look how awesome God is. Cause this is, does not make sense. I mean, yeah. anything is possible. Just look around. So, well, I mean, I know that our, our church is pretty, um, we're pretty honest and transparent about, um, our finances, you know, I know that you guys have it on the on the weekly handout and everything, and I thought it was pretty interesting when I was looking at the weekly handout, and I did some quick math. Uh, the yearly budget for our church, yeah, God's good. Yeah, right. <laughs> like the fact yeah. that you get that the church as a whole is able to operate on that is incredible. Yeah, well, and I think that it's a season. I think that you know we we will see that change and you know, um, just some of the conversations that I've, I'm having, some of the things that I'm feeling, I think that God is, is just really, um, yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens in the next few months and years. Um, but I mean, just a little word of testimony regarding, you know, the finances we were, we, we started off the year, like pretty, pretty far in the hole, like right after January, we were, we were really digging uh, a hole for ourselves and it really wasn't, anything except just probably just like life and all that. And, you know, we just said, okay, well, you know what, that's, that's hard to see us be, you know, in the hole by, you know, $13,000 or more so early in the year. Yeah. And, um, and then we just had a March that, that was just amazing and generosity flowed and, you know, we're, we're close to even now. So like what we had thought we would bring in by this time is we're close to that. And man, it's so crazy just to be able to sit back and say, it's never about the money. It's never about, you know, that it's about, you know, really staying in tune, keeping our hearts close to God, really listening, really spending the time to like work on ourselves, 
and to really sense, okay, this is where God's leading us. And, you know, he's faithful. He's, he is faithful. And, and, you know, I, I've taken a lot, I've, I shifted careers to do what I'm doing, um, five years ago and, you know, haven't missed a bill. So like, it's just an amazing thing to watch God pull us together. And I'm talking about giving first this weekend. And so, you know, I think it's never about whether you give or not. It's all about where's your heart. Yeah. Your fries are done, by the way. I heard the buzzer go off. Yeah, my, uh, I, I, got, I got laundry going in the uh, washer dryer and stuff. Yeah. yeah, man. So that's awesome. What kind of detergent do you use? Um, I, I'm, I'm actually a stickler about that. Uh, yeah. I, I use Tide. Yeah. You didn't eat to, a Tide pod, did you? No, no, I don't use Tide pods. I, I, I typically, um, I don't think it's an important, is as important on the, um, uh, softener. So I typically just get like whatever Meyer brand stuff, but like, yeah, I always use Tide or something. I, I always go name brand on the detergent. Hey, I'm man. weird like that. I mean, speaking of Tide, we talked about Peter getting out of the boat, you know? Yeah. There you go. That's how it t- all ties in. Everyone's like, why are they talking about detergent? Yeah. Duh. Exactly. So they, yeah, we plan that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you, like, stepping out, sharing about, you know, some of that personal stuff and, and yeah. really kind of connecting the message. And I hope that that's what people do, you know, that um, every week that we throw down challenges, we throw down, you know, and, and again, going first and like in giving first this weekend, it's all about where our heart is and trying to determine, you know, how do we, how do we can't give out of our heart until we give our heart. And I think, you know, you and Kayla are, you know, getting you're to a point where like you are going to give your heart over and have given your heart over to each other. And so, you know, what does that look like for us to do that with God? Where like, we literally have zero barriers in between what God sees in us and what he, in in his ability to speak into our heart and our heart to be able to be connected to him. Like there's like, how do we get to the point where we reduce the number of barriers as minimal, as minimal as possible, this side of heaven. Um, You know, I think that that's where we start to see trust build. We start to see like, if we're, we're wholeheartedly going after God and we want him so, so much and he is everything, then, you know, we just don't hold back as much. We don't, we don't hesitate as much. So I think that's, uh, that's kind of exciting to keep moving in this direction. Yeah. And I'm pretty pumped about where we're headed for Easter and, and afterwards. So always to good stuff. and beyond. Yes, sir. Well, cool, man. Well, what are you thinking, dude? What are you thinking in terms of like going out on? I was thinking that we should go out on uh, like four thousand dollar bike. Oh, I was gonna say King of the Castle, but that works too. Oh, I like the King of the Castle. Because right, I mean, you were the King of the Castle this week. Yeah, true. Um, why don't we go out on four thousand dollar bike? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. if you're if you're building a BMX bike right now, and you got your socket set out, and you're kind of going. Yeah. Stop for a second. Put one hand in the middle. Don't be like me. And when you're 16 and you're working on your bike, uh, have the have the uh, pedal slip and hit you in the mouth and uh, give you a bloody lip. When pedals yeah. are made out of metal, that was yikes. Awesome. Primo Super yeah. Tenderizers. The name was oddly appropriate at that time. Yeah. <laughs> and 
that's hilarious. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. And if you are doing your laundry right now and you're about to eat a Tide Pod, don't do it. Put your hand in the middle. What's sad is that we have to have that disclaimer of don't eat the Tide Pod. I mean, it's not sad. It's just, you know, it's a PSA. You know what I mean? You just yeah. don't want to do that. I just can't believe that we have to remind people to not eat Tide Pods. (laughs) I don't know. What's wrong with people? Seriously. Well, cool. All right, here we go. On three, $4,000 bike. Ready? One, two, three. $4,000 bike.